Hello and welcome to Everyday in a New Idea, a podcast that attempts to weave a thread through from now until uh, the end of days. Uh, as usual, I'm your host, Lee, and with me, as always, is the man with no plan, Pete. <laughs> Uh, I think it's the opposite. I have lots of plans <laughs> that don't come to fruition. Really? Uh, okay, well, I mean, essentially, that's the same thing. You, you know, having a Not plan really. or no plan. That well, uh, there's a lot of people out there with no like. You know, there's a difference between the yeah being in the ditch, looking up at the stars, and uh, being walking along the side of the ditch with your like head down, nose down in front of you, just looking at the concrete tarmac or other materials for roads. <laughs> oh, start, start off with a bang there. Don't bring your asphalt into it. Well, we'll say, I've got to stop recording these just off the back of a big dinner. It really is like just the most basic, sort of 101 in podcast school which we went to <laughs> Lee and I graduated from in 2015 before we were allowed to start this um, yeah that's what I said day one do not start recording after a high carb meal well I mean you know it's better than one of the uh, earlier episodes where you put a potato in the oven and then oh, you say you what, you know, I wonder what you can say there so <laughs> put a potato up my ass um yeah, I have been recording every episode with a root vegetable at my jacksy. <laughs> um, actually, I will. I want to because I keep meaning to ask you to do it on the podcast. Have a private. I I do. I would like the login details to this YouTube channel, this mystery YouTube channel, because <laughs> I think I would like to do some like you know video rambles. <laughs> Me walking around with a selfie stick. Um, <laughs> I was about to say like a Chinese tourist or a tourist from anywhere on earth um, mm. and yeah that kind of thing maybe you know cook with Pete EDNN's kind of wholesome section where it's kind of like baking with Pete what was the um, last thing you baked? got to learn to bake <laughs> I was going to say yeah I've got to learn to bake first but boy once I maybe, maybe like six months time I'll have some great content baking adventures with Pete as you learn to bake you know, you could just sort of prop your phone yeah, up on the side good. in the kitchen and, uh, yep. uh, you know, burn something, I guess. Um, I don't, uh, I'm not sure I would, uh, I'd like to see the results Watch before, it. you know, <laughs> I, I would, I would taste anything. Um, oh, I thought you going to say before you allowed it to be uploaded onto the YouTube <laughs> channel. <laughs> um, Do whatever you like. No, but, mate, but, cook, but cooking, you know, uh, savory, this is the weird thing. Like I was in France a few months a couple of months last year and I suddenly was able to cook having not really cooked very well like you know okay and I've always cooked for myself but people are staying with just like wow this is amazing I literally had a guy say to me this is like uh eating like restaurant quality food every day and I was like what the fuck did you learn how to cook like, through, like osmosis in, in the French water yeah no no because I've yeah because I've I left and then I just stopped doing it mm-hmm. I went back to like doing like not totally basic stuff and do some okay for it, but um, I don't know. It's uh, a bit odd. So maybe I have to went on French territory. I uh, suddenly cook with gas. Well, I mean, there's a relatively large French population in the UK. Maybe you can just go hang out with them. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> This this what's 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 cooking tonight on EDNN? <laughs> does the sound pumped up there? I don't know. No, I, I actually so I had a our question. friend of the show Aaron can like make that sound, edit it. So or you because you do the editing can make that a sort of thing where that sounds enthusiastic. Auto tune. Uh, Auto tune is expensive, so no. Um, really? Yeah, very expensive. Like well, thousands yeah. expensive. You got to invest to reap <laughs> the rewards. So I'll let you. Well, you know, when we uh, we start getting all the uh, you know buy me a coffee money and money laundering, you know, friends in, then we can uh, definitely invest in uh, some high quality. We'll get you a microphone, so we don't have to. We can get you one of those like lapel microphones. <laughs> nah, so I'm when saying- you're doing your Pete's ramble, we don't have to listen to you know your arms swishing against the side of your jacket. No. That was yeah, that's amazing. That that means that's a sign. Well, actually, yeah. So you, you're going to have to go back and listen to the ramble now <laughs> to hear what Lee's talking about. 
incredible stuff. Um, but that really is a sign of a quality jacket where you can hear the sort of swishing as the arms go, you know, back and forth, which is actually quite weird because one of my arms is like in front of me holding the phone. So that swishing you hear is a single arm swiping the side of my coated torso jacketed but also torso. i mean you know if you got a lapel mic then you also wouldn't i'm not getting a fucking lapel <laughs> mic for christ's sake is it walking around fields if i'm on news night or something i'm not getting mic'd up like i know you want to turn this in some sort of truman show experiment yeah i'm taking a shit and i'm wearing a lapel mic <laughs> just Making you know that, to that would be them. that would be good content i can't to take have, this like, off music yeah. too. <laughs> It's <laughs> just like one minute in the day in a life of Pete with like a yeah. thumping techno beat. Uh. Yeah, I think it'd be, even with the thumping techno beat, it would be pretty poor. It'd be like pretty low key, like FA going on. Uh, but yeah, so it's something to think about. Um, you know, in our next production meeting. Which you have by yourself. Uh, when we That you send me in WhatsApp. Yeah, well, yeah, and then we'll basically we're we're, we're going to have to meet in between somewhere so that we can meet in person for a production meeting every six months. So I suppose that might be Belgium or something or the Isle of Skye. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like there is you know always the possibility I could end up in the UK um, uh, for some reason or another. Um, God have mercy on our souls, yep, eh? Definitely. Um, <laughs> that would be uh, turn up. For the, this has to stop if that happens, I think. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> that like, we're back in the I same country. Definitely not moving back to the UK permanently. Just, I, you know, I, I, oh, so thank God. I need things to help out, me survive. Uh, you know, like Marmite and Branston Pickle and stuff. I think you can buy that on like I shit expat websites. But, you know, this is better just, it's better to put, risk getting COVID going through airports to get some fucking Marmite, I guess. Um, solid, very solid. Yeah. Um, and we need to get. Oh, I should have got a bet. We need a bell, like a yeah. And you mentioned COVID. Like, ding. <laughs> um, well, so, I mean, you know, COVID. We we were, you know, in you know pre pre recording, we were discussing COVID a little bit. Um, but I do want to talk about some American things, um, which I keep trying to talk about. I haven't got the actual thing. That's it, isn't it? Something. That's what is that song? Because that's not the um, anthem, is it? That's no, that is hail to the chief. Okay, so that's the, that's big man walking along red carpet situation. Yeah. Okay. The anthem is "Oh Say Can You See." Oh, no, 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 that, that was. I'll do that again. Some, someone's got to mash that up. You go. <laughs> 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 Just do that on a loop. <laughs> 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 So getting very navel gazing. Anyway, carry on. Let's try. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Go on. Wait, 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 wait. Get I said to it. Uh, well, you know, what's that other rubbish stuff that we always say? Uh, like and subscribe. Something. Follow us on Twitter. Buy us a coffee. Oh, I'm not repeating Hang any on. of the websites because I can't fucking remember them. Anyway, um, yeah, all right. Okay, so yeah, last week the uh, Democrats held their convention. Everybody went wild over the fact that. Uh, Kamala Harris uh, was nominated and Joe Biden. Like, so, like, everybody reckons Joe Biden is going to be a one term president if he gets it with the idea that, like, he's he's putting It'll all the idea. stocks in place to, well, that as well. <laughs> um, so he can just hand over to Kamala Harris, which, you know, in terms of plans go, it kind of makes some sense. But I mean, that's a country that's mildly fucked anyway. But um, there was a whole lot of... Uh, do you know much about Kamala Harris? Uh, I know she's got a terrible record as, I believe, the like, oh, there was a public prosecutor in some fucking state I don't give a shit about. Maybe it's California, actually, I'm not sure. Yeah, it is. And uh, ironically, she has an extremely poor record on sending African-Americans to prison. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one of the one of the skin, big so you things, have to pretend uh, that's the case. Well, yeah, but um, one of the big th- one of the funny memes that came out last week was um, uh, some rapper was being interviewed on a program, and he was talking about like Kamala Harris, 
and uh, and he was saying that you know like when she talks about a record, she's tough on crime. She locks up people for marijuana, and then like on a TV program, she was like, "Yeah, and I I, I occasionally used to smoke marijuana." And the guy's like, "Well, fucking let all those people out then." You know, like why why were you? You know, this sort of like the ultimate hypocrisy of very, you know, and you see it in the UK as well, like Michael Gove um, admitting to like, doing- That's not even weed, yeah. I mean, a bit of weed. That's, that's, that's cocaine. <laughs> it's just like yeah. cocaine for fuck's sake. It's like, yeah, yeah, I was, you know, doing the hard stuff. Fuck off, Peb. But, um, oh, actually, like that actually brings me on to, you know that there's that chap that keeps threatening to run for mayor in London? Oh, the conservative. Oh, the uh, I don't know, he's, he is running. It's happened. Oh, there is, is a mayoral contest. Yeah, yeah. Sean Bailey, maybe. Ah, oh, that's it. Yeah, Sean Bailey. The Tory. Yeah. And he, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Oh, you know, we should uh, we should do more random drug testing uh, in like offices and things like, and in you know, in, like people's workplaces." Oh, and right. I just remember thinking, like, well, he's obviously not talking about all the fucking bankers and you know, like everybody down Canary Wharf. He's talking about like you know, people in call centers that, you know, yeah. need a bit of speed need- and coke to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get through the To remain, day. like, to retain some sort of, you know, so- psychological stability to, like, I mean, everyone I know who's worked at a call center has, like, ended their time suffering some some form of different varying degrees of mental illness, literally. Uh, mm. But, yeah, American-US election. <laughs> yeah, going back to going back call to centers, um, Joe Biden's going to, Give them all cocaine. I don't know. Go and buy the Republican National Committee's camp at conventions. Uh, mad cat. But it's but it's really things. weird. Like because it's funny because the Democratic Party is veering massively to the center, and if not the center, to the right. I mean, I mean, there's been some like high quality meme content on Twitter in the last couple of weeks. You know, it's sort of Democrats are basically in arms, like you know. Uh, linking arms with Republicans and basically fulfilling their agenda, you know, talking about being tough on crime, um, stuff like that uh, in particular, but also being very much, you know, something like 70% of like Democrat um, members of the Democratic Party want universal health care. And Joe Biden's still coming out saying like, oh, you know, this is not something that we want. And sort of like, listen to your fucking constituents for fuck's sake. I think he's bringing down the age threshold for, um, is it Medicare or Medicaid? Is Medicaid, Medicaid. one of them's in your old, one of them's in your poor, yeah? Med- yeah, Medicare. Oh, we, need a, we need an expert to talk about this. Yeah. So the one that's for people older under Biden yeah. claims that will be reduced. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is currently, but I think it will come down to fifty-five or something. So anyone over when, and this is at a time when obviously it's you know young people who you know older people are struggling as well, but especially younger people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very much not helpful. You think you'd mm-hmm. raise it for you know bring it up, but I believe I assume um, the yeah Obamacare would be kind of return to what it was and beefed up to some extent under Biden. And I believe on that you could people, I think up to the age of 20, 25 could be on their parents. Yeah. Uh, get like get something under their parents, like, you know, Medicare stuff. I mean, so you'll have some like holes plugged in the, you know, failing system. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously it's not, it's got, not going to be Medicare for, and that's why Biden could well win because it's not Sanders. So I remember seeing, you know, like, you know, if you want to see US centrism in action, there's that like Joe Scarborough, you know, Morning Joe, which mm-hmm. I sort of got into watching a couple of years ago. I don't know why, like quite a bit. Um, but actually maybe it's just good to not just have your own views regurgitated all day and just sit watching Navarra and nodding away at people. But um and there was a guy on there who was, I think he'd been like a lifelong Democrat and he'd worked for someone or Clinton or whatever and his business mogul of some kind or whatever. And yeah, he came out and said to Joe Scarborough, Scarborough himself personally, obviously despising Trump because of what Trump's like to him and his, he and his wife. And this guy was like, mm. oh, if Sanders is the nominee, I don't know if he said he'd vote for Trump, but he said he would you know, not vote for Sanders. And I think there's a lots of people who, you know, will kind of hold their nose, including independents, and vote for Biden, 
who just wouldn't have even touched Sanders with a barge pole. And I think there is this weird myopic view on the left that, oh, if you put up a real fighter in, in, the, yeah, in the shape of Sanders, um, you know, that we would have a fighting chance. It's like, mm, it probably would have been Corbyn 2019, you know, and the whole, the no, kitchen I mean, sink like, would I, be I, thrown I, I at, you know. Kind of, I kind of get that view because, I mean, like, Biden... You know, particularly like in the black community in the States, you know, Biden has not been, um, you know, he has relaxed a little bit. But I mean, you know, in sort of the Clinton era and sort of mandatory minimum sentencing, um, uh, sort of war on war on drugs, you know, he was a big supporter of them. And I mean, like, so it's interesting to say this, particularly because you and I discussed David Lammy quite a bit. And... Lammy has softened. He's not the arch Blairite that he used to be. And so it's interesting that you will defend people that would vote, that would hold their noses and vote for Biden, but wouldn't do that for someone like Lammy. But if I lived in Lammy's constituency, I'd, it's a no brainer. I'd vote for Lammy in wherever it is, Tottenham or something, or whatever in um, yeah, Haring- London. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, a given. Um, but I can still say he's fairly shit on some things. Um, yeah. But, no, no, I mean, but with Biden, much. all I'm saying is that, that I don't understand why why anyone would think that Sanders would have... I mean, I get it, and I, it's kind of wish fulfilment. Yeah, I would want to want would have wanted Sanders to be the nominee, to, but I, at this stage, I'd be even more terrified if he was a nominee. So, for example, <laughs> let's say you know, if so, Biden has to win by a massive margin for Trump to even consider walking out without you know, without being under duress. Yeah? yeah, and let's say we get to a point where I think you told me that I think if he doesn't leave by January or something, I think the Speaker of the House becomes like de facto. Not yeah. president, obviously. Uh, yeah, the power moves, shifts that person. Yeah. But, th- yeah. but this is all like, I assume, unless it was like 150 years ago, I assume it's all been untried and untested. So I think what would probably happen is you'd have, you know, military top brass would have a quiet word behind the scenes. And what was interesting is a couple of months ago when Trump sent out the National Guard or something against protesters about a couple of weeks after that, a, a top current, you know, acting general came out and said it was wrong for him to have not stood up against that, which is quite a good sign that they're sort of kind of saying probably behind closed doors to one another, if he loses, we, we have to go and have a word and he's gone kind of thing. But, you know, it's still, it's very, but um, if Sanders was the one who'd won against Trump, I'm not even sure anyone would push Trump out to the extent that could, because it's like, well, why would we push out Trump and have what they regard as a communist? Yeah. When he's obviously a Democrat Mm. socialist, take that position because under Trump, yeah, we kind of have the slow unwinding of democratic norms, but you know, it's in other ways, it's sort of business as usual. If you take COVID out of it, you know, the sort of military, the business, et cetera, elites have done pretty well. Um, obviously the massive mishandling of COVID and the economic downturn will probably gift the election to Biden, which is now what I'm starting to think. But but I don't know. I don't think, yeah, the media, like a lot of it, I think at this point, you hear stuff now where even Sean Hannity has, has been leaked to sort of saying that Trump's nuts and stuff. I mean, that's a level of that. Yeah. If it had been Sanders running now, this doesn't mean you don't have Sanders run or a, can- or a decent candidate in the future. Uh, and what we were saying about African American community and how Biden has, yeah, with a lot of his policies, especially, um, I think he's like anti-busing, um, yeah, it, like quite late in the day, uh, the crime bill stuff. Yeah. But African Americans have a, have a pretty good opinion of him, and they have a good opinion of Bill Clinton, who like incarcerated like I think it's like millions of African Americans, and Hillary Clinton had the support of African-Americans way over Sanders. And Sanders, you know, like no African-American support, even though the policies are liked, is a complete disconnect. So again, I think I said the other day that I really liked Obama's speech the other day, which, you know, I'm not a massive Obama fan. And I I used to also sort of thought 
think his speeches were sort of oversold a bit. And I used to think he's quite boring, kind of plodding speaker sometimes. Um, he does that thing like Tony Blair does or whatever, where they just sort of don't say anything for six seconds after every fifth word. You're like, oh God, just fucking finish the sentence. Ah, but that, that's like, that's like a, that's a taught style of public of course. speaking. Of course. Oh, no, like no, no, of course. But yeah. I just can't stand it. Oh, but right. like, so, but, but, but the interesting thing is like, so you said, yeah, no, you know, Obama and all this like neoliberal glory. Yes, but we're at a point where I will take a neoliberal technocrat over Donald Trump. <laughs> like this is this is when Trotsky was like writing to social democrats in uh, and like socialist party, communist party and stuff in nineteen early nineteen thirties Germany, saying just fucking get get on with the the liberals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So communists or whatever, just fucking put your differences aside. And, you know, there's something pretty heinous coming on the horizon. And we don't even need that warning. We know what's happening. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we you know, we probably need a neoliberal technocrat in there. I mean, we need a socialist in there. But, I mean, it's like 2020 and it's America and <laughs> there is no international. There is no socialism. There's like, <laughs> yes, there's sort of red outs of it here and there but i mean you know we're talking about possibly the future of the species and i saw noam chomsky saying the other day he regards trump as a bigger threat to humanity than adolf hitler ever was ever and that may be slightly overstated because if nazis had developed yeah the hydrogen bomb and all that then yeah they might have sort of taken everyone down with them um, but I think he's saying it in the sense of we get another four years without any action on climate change or worsening it and and breaking up all those kind of like international standards and treaties where we're fucked. Uh, yeah, like so the, the Nazis didn't have the capacity to uh, bring down the entire species with it. Don Trump and the current American government does mm. because it's, you know, technologically very different time, whatever. So, and that's, you know, a Jewish intellectual saying that. Um, so, yeah, we're just at the point where you just get anyone in there get a fucking cadaver in there get another republican in there you know i would have like if mitt romney had sort of made some sort of putsch or whatever i would sit back and I'd say, oh thank fuck you know because it, it might buy you four months of trying to push him on climate change probably wouldn't happen but it buys you four months you know this is real just damage limitation um and i think biden and that uh jenk from young the young turks jenk Uger, i don't know how to say his last name he was saying, yeah, with Biden watching him, you know, and he does not like Biden at all. He's like, it feels like, even to him, like a big hug. <laughs> and that's, and I think Americans are going to fall into that. It's that thing of like, I was looked after by Obama and Biden after the 2008 financial crash. They saved my job at GM. And this is in swing states, you know, where they make stuff and build things. And mm. Trump hasn't done anything for us. He's fucked us over apart from like kept a few coal mining jobs in West Virginia and stuff. Um, yeah, so, so I think there'll be that kind of actually like, we just need to be looked after by grown up. And the pandemic has really, I mean, I, but I have no idea if, you know, I, I mean, I don't see him, him just leaving willingly. Uh, yeah. No, definitely not. But I mean, it's sort of like the post office thing um, where they're basically, he's like been preparing to sort of call the election into question for such a long time, particularly over mail-in voting and saying, oh, it's unreliable. And the man he's got in charge of the post office is removing the sorting machines in the post boxes. So, yeah, I mean, so it's sort of like, well, you spend ages telling everybody it's going to be unreliable. Then you sort of go in and actually physically fuck with the system. Obviously, then, like, the outcome is going to be imperfect. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I'm still genuinely wouldn't be surprised if he won again because Americans are fucking idiots. Yeah, no, sure. It's not on... Yeah. Um, like, just... I mean, I remember like living in in Georgia in the South in during the Bush Gore election, and that was just horrendous. I mean, it was it was a fucking joke, and it went on for weeks, and it was all anybody spoke about. And I mean, aside from the fact that people genuinely thought George Bush would be a good president, the fact that they like as a mass institution. I mean, okay, it's a federalized country, but as a the inability to sort of standardize something that is a national issue, regardless of the federalization of America, um, is just dumbfounding. Um, but also the fact that, you know, you do have this sort of system where um, it's not really about the, the, the number of votes that you get. It's about how the electoral college works and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, the sort of, 
the voting power between say like like you know the big liberal coastal states you know washington um oregon california on the west coast okay like well mostly just california on the west coast that's got like 50 electoral votes or something like that mm. um obviously washington and oregon are smaller and then new york has got like some 27 30 or something like that um and then yeah florida obviously florida being a swing state um but then you get like you know fucking podunk you know know nothing idiot dickheads in like the middle of nowhere where the closest neighbor is like 15 bloody miles away because they all live on fucking farms in this vast huge country and it's sort of like well you know it's really important that we keep the immigrants out you're on the fucking canadian border mate like <laughs> what are you worried about fucking mexicans for like i'm sure there's geez. people in california just as fucked up and that's got you know there's, there's like you know parts of california extremely republican yeah Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, so I mean, you know, the whole undermining the institutions is kind of, you know, sort of right wing one hundred and one in the sense of it's like you see that here with the NHS. You tell everyone it's shit for years. You wear it down. Like again, this is sort of Chomsky sort of bit where he says this, where you sort of undermine the public belief in it, and then when it comes to yeah, something goes wrong or it's badly handled. You know, for example, like the pandemic. Then you go, oh, well, you know, maybe the NHS is failing and maybe we need something else. And so, you know, you'll mm-hmm. get the mail-in stuff or the voting. So, yeah, undermining the trust in that, um, in the build-up. And, yeah, I mean, it's, in a way, you know, it's, it's. I mean, what I don't, what, what I think is worrying, because I know there is this constitutional sort of handbrake in the sense of he has to leave office if he loses. But does he, if it goes to, like, the Supreme Court? So, like, Bush v. Gore. Um, I guess in a way that's probably quite an interesting case because neither of them was an incumbent. So that's, yeah. so it kind of helped because it was like a cleaner way to deal with it. Cause it's like whoever is deemed to have won stepped into office. It's not like sort of Clinton kind of holding on to the curtain rail or something. And so yeah. why don't, what, what is probably worrying is that if you get yeah a tight result, because I believe, because I think Gore won more votes and I yep. think after the fact it was worked out, I think he maybe won the Electoral College and he, so he won everything, but the Supreme Court, you know, ruled in favour of Bush. Mm. Uh, I mean, and this is a Trump Supreme Court now, really. Um, Although, I mean, you say that, but I mean, they've I know got, that, they've yeah. got it against them. What was the last thing they went against them on? Yeah, I know they, they uh, the, like Pence sort of is very annoyed with, is it Roberts? Because he's... Yeah, Roberts it, and, and like, Kasich as well yeah so I think uh, they like Roberts keeps chucking out stuff uh, voting against restrictions on abortion when it comes from mm. some wacky state where it's like oh we want to you know shove something up a woman's fucking body and show it to her on TV and you know hit her with a stick and make her feel awful about it then she can have an abortion um, maybe um, and they keep throwing that out and I think this you know has enraged <laughs> That the Supreme Court would say, yeah, that's pretty inhumane. Or they're not even saying that, actually, are they? They're just saying within the legal parameters of you know, the Constitution, that is bullshit. So, I mean, I think it could be, a, yeah, it's going to be a fun winter <laughs> of <laughs> COVID and uh, that fucking election, um, which, yeah, well, will I mean, be it's, horrendous. What, it's not that long way, yeah. Two months. Uh, it's the fifth of November or something. I like think that. it's the third. Get, get check your facts, mate. <laughs> I'm very professional. Uh, anyway, um, but no, I mean, I, I genuinely I I, like. It, like, I don't want uh, Trump to win, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did. Um, that's that's a I big. Think- that's breaking news. Lee doesn't want Trump to win, <laughs> as if we were under any impression that you would have been happy <laughs> for him to do so. Um, yeah, I think. I thought he would before, before the pandemic. I thought he was set for a second term. But I think he probably has like a 30% chance of winning. And I would say Biden will probably win. And I I am the election oracle. Um, as we know, having guessed the exact percentage of the Scottish referendum result, I think the 2015 general election UK... I think the Brexit result, when most people were like, nah, even the last days, it was it was sort of tightening, but it seemed like 
you know, harebrained to think that Brexit would win. Um, but I think this is just because I'm like a negative person, so I <laughs> assume all the bad <laughs> things are going to happen. It's not really predictive. It's just sort of being like a miserable bastard goes, yeah, well, you know, we'll be stuck with Scottish for another 20 years. <laughs> That's a joke. Bloody love them. Uh, but yes, I think I think Bun will probably win. But, you know, it's just who knows what will happen on the campaign. I mean, they need to... I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't do something like pop some Ritalin before the debates. Because, you know, whatever you think of Trump, he is on the ball. And, and yeah, he's kind of... Um, yeah, he's, he's not got the greatest verbal dexterity, but his witticisms kind of... They're the sort of thing you'd see on American TV. You know, it's like watching an American comedy show. It's not exactly Oscar Wilde or Hitchens or something. You know, it's- but that's the thing. I do think that there's like a statesmanship about Biden that will resonate with people. That, like, you know, when sort of, okay. like, even at, like, okay, so like when Hillary spoke, people just sort of switched off. Yeah, because they, they hated her. Just, she was just hated. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Biden isn't viscerally hated in the same way. No, and when he talks, he does kind of reflect a human being in some senses. Um, yeah, he's fairly likable still, you know, where if you yeah. don't like his politics, he's, he's fairly likable. And, you know, he's, he's got that sort of like, yeah, avuncular vibe to him. That's mm. why I think he is seen as, yeah, like a, a hug of a politician at a time when people are, you know, very nervous. Uh, but what yeah. I would say is he looks very old and doddery. So yeah. oh, he yeah, gave definitely. the speech, I think, the other day. I think it was fine. Like, and watching it, I started watching I was like, fuck, what is this going to be like? Because these are the moments I'm scared of. So very scared about the debates, like him being on the ball, H- him falling into like, oh, he actually, wait, like millions of Americans. Well, do they watch it? I don't know, as in the debates. But like, will he be Sleepy Joe? Um, I think the other day he was fine. But when he was walking in with his wife, yeah, it did look like a geriatric being led up to the yeah, the stage and everything. And, you know, that in a way shouldn't be a problem, Such, but, uh, you know, because for example, you know, I supported Sanders. He's a fucking old man, but I don't think anyone could question Sanders sort of cognitive abilities at the moment, but we can see that. I think that's dropped off quite quickly with Biden and it might have with Sanders. So Sanders could have been in office two years. And yeah, his mental acuity just sort of fall apart very quickly because it does when you're like 80. And that's what's worrying with yeah. Biden. You're just kind of like, what state is he going to be in halfway through that first term? But I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, that's why I think that he's gone with a, you know, relatively young uh, running mate as well. Um, but one thing, sorry, there's something a mere going. 55 oh, yeah, or like, something. <laughs> she's not that old. No, she is. Um, she's in her fifties. Oh, really? I didn't know that um, no, one thing I was going to say with that, like with the debates, you can see Trump becoming sort of louder and unhinged. Oh yeah. And you can imagine Biden remaining relatively cool. And I think if that's, if that happens, that will help him. Uh, I, don't know, I mean, yeah, I know, I know it's Clinton. So again, it's it was a widely disliked candidate with every group outside of kind of forty-two-year-old soccer mums. But like, um, I don't think that you know Clinton, to her credit, was standing on that stage with Trump saying like pretty awful things about you know I think I think so about you know her husband uh, and also um, saying yeah he put her in jail. She remained very calm and sort of, but in a way that's sort of like, I think sort of some people like Clinton, which I think you're right, like Biden won't have so much. Like someone like Clinton, there's this like senatorial vibe to her. Like she sort of thinks she's in the Roman Republic. And this is a problem for like Macron in France. And this is why he's, yeah, roundly hated because they have this phrase. I don't know if it's the same here, but like Jupiterian or something where he sort of like, yeah, comes down from on high now and then to declare something. And, but the rest of the time he's kind of keeps his hands clean and leaves it to his sort of minions. Uh, and you know, the government, which is different in France and it's run by the prime minister day to day. Um, and this is a problem with, I think with Clinton where she was, yeah, so cold and that Whereas, yeah, I think hopefully with Biden, there's that sort of vibe of like, yeah, you know, he's just he's just that bloke that fought off corn pop, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe, man, oh, they should have done that with the DNC, uh, uh, you know, the convention. They should have brought in corn pop. 
and said, you know, me and Joe had some issues back in 1962 when he was 50. <laughs> no, when, it, when Joe was just a young man of 36 in 1963, um, me and him had some disagreements, but by gosh, I think he'd be the man for the job. Corn pop. <laughs> and then we have corn pop 2020. <laughs> Tw- sorry, 2024. That would be corn pop and Harris. So Harris corn pop, because she'll be running as like, you know, for president, corn pop vice president, because Biden would, would have died, you know, three years prior. Um, but but also, you I know, could, I mean, I could genuinely picture him dying in office, and obviously pop. that would make Harris. Um, yeah, president, uh, I mean, so. it, I mean, we're in a in a major pandemic at the moment. He's quite old. I mean, he may die before. I mean, I don't know what happens. I don't, you know, like I don't know if you. I, what happens if I have no idea <laughs> if someone dies during the election campaign? Can they just does the party get a sort of thing to a, a rego put in someone else? Well, I, I, don't, I think which I doubt. Um, are you back at the blueberries? Yeah, it's literally I'm eating blueberries again. <laughs> it's now tradition. Um, uh, oh. If they were in the middle of the campaign, they would probably have to put someone else forward. After the election, how would you get on the ballot? I'm not sure. In the states, after the election, oh, yeah, easy. Think. Like because you know, the vice president steps up. I assume they bring someone in to be vice president when she's become mm. president or whatever. Um, here's, here's a random trivia, non anecdote thing for you. Do you know who the only non elected vice, uh, non elected president of America has been? Was uh, is this twentieth century? Yeah, because it's not you know I'm going to guess like Taft or something. Um, they were wait they were president. Do you, do you know for how long? A term uh, or like, it was it was would have been two three years. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking Eisenhower. I'm not sure why because. Because of World War Two, was he? No, but he he was. Um, <laughs> he got the biggest election whenever. Um, Hoover, Gary Hoover, inventor of the vacuum cleaner and U.S. president. Uh, no, uh, Gerald Ford. It's the only person to oh, serve yeah, as sure. vice president and president without actually yeah, having what been a fucking elected. obvious. That's really stupid of me. Oh, all right. I'm gonna go and beat myself up. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Did I shut fucking forward you? Fucking idiot. Like, taxi drives smashed the wind, the, the mirror. Bloody damn. Uh, yeah, because um, Spyro Agnew resigned and then Nixon resigned. So that's how Gerald Ford ended wait, up. Wait, as wait, wait, wait. So Agnew was what? He was vice president? Agnew was vice president, yeah. Oh, I thought Gerald Ford was vice president to Nixon's president and just stepped yeah. up when. No, no, no. So, well, Agnew stepped down. So Ford came what? in. From vice, so it was Nixon, president, yes. Joe, and then Spiro Spiro Agnew was vice president. Okay, and he stepped down. Agnew Agnew stepped down. What Ford came in. Uh, I think oh, and Ford came activation. in. Yeah, oh, okay. and then Nixon <laughs> Nixon uh, obviously resigned. And uh, I think Ford. Uh, yeah, I think he came straight in and pardoned Nixon. Yeah. Was it Ford that did that? I think maybe yeah, Jimmy Carter. No, no, I think no. Oh God, you know, it's, I think that's like Ford did that and sort of then off the scene. But I mean, you'd hope that um, Biden or whoever would, you know, would tighten up some of the constitution on or, or some of the laws around, like let's say, there's the emolument emoluments. I don't know how to fucking say it, especially on yeah. the cheap Bavaria beer, um, and that's obviously. Not enforceable if the individual in question can't be asked to follow that law. So maybe you have to make that, you know, give that some teeth. Um, and, you know, sorts of things like, oh, if they try to fucking stay in power longer than, yeah, even if that doesn't happen, but it, we're all wondering oh, a couple of months before the election, oh, will that happen? You just have it very set in stone that it's like, yes, the generals come and they like lift him up and then they put him in a fucking car and drive him out of state and then they <laughs> and then boot him over state lines and he's no longer in Washington, D.C. Whatever, you know, so you'd hope even just a bit of that kind of thing. But, you know, it's the Democrats and they're complete bottlers. So, yeah, at the moment, a Republican... 
you know, uh, or, or even just a fucking weird outrider. Um, do you see that? Was it? Is his name Charlie fucking Kirk or whatever? Is that his name, Charlie oh Kirk? Oh my god! Man, like, oh, that's what I wanted to talk piece about. Of shit. Like his face, he looks like he's had a face drawn on a fucking balloon. It's just piece of shit. And and actually, what I will say, what's interesting about this, right? So sorry, just to say, so this is obviously the culture war people, right? And those have really come yeah. to the fore under Trump. They're like kind of national advisors now and sort of big positions. We, I don't know how much you see of these sorts of people because you don't. If you're not watching like UK stuff all the time, well, you probably are aware. We're now getting that, and so yeah. you have Turning Point USA, but there's now Turning Point UK, and you have people like Darren that, that Grimes. Darren Grimes, and that is it, Tom Hardy. Like these, Darren Grimes is perfect because he's um, he's, he's got a Geordie accent, and I think there's a woman mm. who is the, our version of Candace Owens. And, you know, this is what's starting to happen. It's, it's sort of clever, but you're also just like, man, we just need one fucking trade union here to, mm. you know, fund some loudmouth dickhead left-wingers. You know, just, you know, give Bastani, have him on the fucking payroll for Unite. And he goes on every fucking news show and spouts stuff about, like, you know, Green New Deal or whatever. And, he, you know, someone who's, you know, fairly cogent, can make an argument, call under pressure in a debate, whatever, looks good on the news. Just do it. It's not that, you know, so some the Koch brothers or whoever have gone, Turning Point UK, we open that as an organisation, we get some fucking dipshits who've got no ethical or moral principles whatsoever, but they can string a sentence together and some of them might not be white and some of them might have, you know, regional accents. And then they go, and then the BBC sort of trip over themselves to sort of, oh, no, no, we're not left wing to get them on board, yeah, and invite them onto every yeah. fucking current yeah. affairs show. Just do it on the left. I don't understand. You just got these sort of institutions, you know, trade unions that are, oh, no, we're just going to keep the money. We'll give it to the Labour Party who will shaft us every five years or whatever. So fucking boring. Anyway, uh, but yeah, Charlie Kirk, those sorts of people, where in America it's obviously all done. Is what it's originally done. Uh, what were you gonna say? But I mean, that's, <laughs> I was watching just the clip from yeah. uh, from last night, from the first night of the RNC, and it's like a fucking death cult. It is the weirdest shit ever. Um, and I mean, like, one of like Donald Trump Jr.'s wife came <laughs> on, and she was basically like, I mean, they all looked like they were mild, mildly coked out of their skulls, except for Charlie Kirk. Who looked like he was, you know, running on helium or something? Um, but uh, oh, I mean, just they were all so fucking weird. Like, oh, my, like the Democrats are overrun with anarchists and yeah, communists. If only, and, if fucking you know, only. They, like, if like, and I was just I like, wish. what? Yes. <laughs> what? What are you watching? Yeah. Oh, the the other thing was that like they're gonna flood the streets with drugs and guns, yeah. and then you'll be like locked up in your home and they'll take away your guns. And I'm like, it's either yeah, flooded yeah, yeah. with guns or it's, there's it's no like, guns. You know, like which one? And you like, support like Texas, like open carry laws. You walk around Texas with a fucking gun holster to your waist. So what the fuck are they talking about? You know, it's like, there'll be guns everywhere. It's like, yeah. Cause Republicans in hot, the NRA, which apparently is possibly being wound up or something. I'm not sure. Um, have supported guns everywhere laws. It's just, Really, but what I don't understand to these those people is that the thing is with them is that they're because they they don't you don't have to be very clever to be like a full on ideologue, and this goes across the political spectrum. So I I've met you know lovely people like left wingers and stuff who haven't particularly thought about their politics other than I think it's you know nicer and better to be left wing, and that's a complete legit position than it is to be a right wing arsehole. But but. Uh, it's it's kind of quite shallow surface level, you know. It's not like based on even particular theory and stuff. And that doesn't really matter, I don't think. But but like, I don't know what they believe in these, you know, those people. Like, I mean, they believe in themselves and in that, you know, in Don fucking Junior's case, his dad to be king or whatever. But um, if you're Charlie Kirk, it's like okay, let's say he got into it for the grift and the dollar. Like, he's probably got a lot of money now. Like, he doesn't have to do this anymore. So you could just, like, stay at home and kind of play Xbox and, you know, I don't know, whatever sort of weird people no brains do or whatever. <laughs> no, there's lots of clever people play it. No, but just, I don't get it. It's like, I can't, I can't discern any sort of ideology. 
it's like I'm fine with people who are like small C conservative, libertarians, whatever, if they're like intellectually honest and they kind of can make an argument, but just shouting like mad shit, um then maybe they should start a podcast. <laughs> Every day, the RNC. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, Every day, yeah. the RNC. Well, that's a, what that's, they could do. That's, that's a show title because, for today, I think. Um, <laughs> Every yeah, day, the RNC. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, because yeah, it actually fits quite well. Um, <laughs> the RNC, we're all living in sort of like slow motion every day. But it's, I, yeah, I just don't get it. It's like, uh, I suppose it'd be the same if you had what happened last night in Belarus, you know, the president, the, you know, King of Belarus, whatever, yeah, president, whatever, uh, Lukashenko or something, he'd come yeah. out, his daughter would probably give a speech, his fucking son, his third, seventh wife, whatever, and a couple of, like, bag carriers. Um, and it would probably be sort of the same, like, you know, foreign, like, well, actually, I don't think they even said anything about foreign enemies or whatever. I mean, because you know, the foreign enemies are their friends. So, yeah. It is, I just, yeah, don't, I don't really, don't get it, just don't see what they sort of want other than guns and no abortions. But even that, to be sort of, for that to be something that you sort of get you out of bed every day, it's pretty... Well, I mean, like a lot of like right-wing commentators, I don't know like what makes them get, I mean, other than just sort of being angry at sort of straw men, they're, you know, it's like Ben Shapiro. Like, I don't mm. quite understand what he do- who he is, what he does, other than, you know, attempt to defend the fact that he has, like, a half-decent sex life on Twitter and fails miserably at that. God, yeah. Um, Can you imagine? Uh, well, don't. No, don't. Do yourself a favor, don't. Um, yeah, don't. But that. no, I mean, like, as a sort of death cult, it makes sense. As a sort of, you know, legitimate political party that people actually vote for, it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, is it a death cult though? It, even a death cult, I could understand. So, for example, if they came out and said, you know, these sections of society. So, for example, you could sit at like you know uh, Nazi rallies. You come away and go, I think I know what these people are about, or at least I think I know what they're against. I'm not really sure what it is like. So they're against, but it's so vague. It's like you know anarchists and socialists or something. It's you know it's the, well no but I mean I think like even you know, it's perceived stuff. enemies though it's sort of like well, real and imagined enemies it's that's yeah so I guess like woke people but like no. I, I mean I, it would have more coherence if it was like for example like outwardly racist yeah, it's yeah. surprising actually that they managed to sort of squash that as a sort of outward thing because it would probably give it a bit more coherency especially to its voter base. So that is a sign that, you know, but then I mean, like, you know, like Trump gave a speech, thank God, you know, Trump gave a speech saying, you know, like praising the move of the American embassy from uh, Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And he's like, yeah, we did that for the evangelicals. And like, why do the evangelicals want that? Why are you doing that specifically for the evangelicals? It's because it's a fucking death cult. Um, Because, you know, for them, like, it's. you know, when something? The, like, it's like oh, the, when the, 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 sorry, sorry. when Jerusalem is destroyed, um, yeah, or leveled or something like that. It's like meant to signal the start of the end times. No, but so that, that's why they were like really a happy. very influential donor. I can't remember his name. Uh, who has donated millions to Trump? At least he had in twenty sixteen. I assume he will now. Who is you know, has a direct line to Trump? I can't remember. It's quite annoying. I don't know his name. And he was pivotal on the moving the embassy decision because mm. Trump doesn't give a fuck. I mean, you know, he, he'd move the fucking embassy with France to fucking Holland. I mean, he didn't give a shit, <laughs> does he? Yeah, if the right amount of money or sort of political help or funding, give a flying shit where the you know uh, U.S. embassy in Israel. He doesn't give a shit about Israel. He sort of has to pretend mm. to because he knows that the people who might vote for him or fund him. They give a shit, and that's all that matters. I mean, it all is yeah. just a giant crime sort of gangster family, and mm. um, you know, it says a lot about US democracy that it's been able to wrest control. It says, you know, all these things say more about like the Democrats 
and the US political establishment and the business elite, it says more about them than it does about Trump. Because we know, we've always said, you know, Trump is what he is, his playboy when he was younger and a rich kid and obviously hung out with, you know, what we know now knows sort of known pedophiles and stuff or whatever. Um, And how, how does someone like that come to power and retain power and possibly, you know, who knows when a second term, it says way more about his enemies and opponents than it does about him because, mm. you know, he's doing what he does and he is who he is. But if you can't fucking beat that or keep that out of power, um, you know, as institutions, as individuals, then, you know, really, uh, it's, it's not just Trump that's the problem. So what's, you know, what comes after, you know, what comes after Trump? Because, you know, if Trump wins, it's like, well, what they're very good at doing, the, the right in America, that the nutty right, is even if you have power at like almost like every state level, um, at the level of the presidency, um, the Senate, you still manage to claim to be the underdog or the victim. And, and this is mm. like brilliant. And I don't know what, like, so this is happening here where it's like, you know, um, yeah, they sort of say, all oh, the woke people and all the left-wingers are kind of ruining everything and taking over the BBC. And it's like, I don't think, like, left-wing person's run even at the BBC since, you know, sort of, like, Paul Mason stole a load of fucking pens out of the stationery <laughs> cupboard in 2006. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, it's just batshit stuff, but it, but it, but people believe it. Um, and and mm. again, it's like, look at these tactics. Can we just steal them? Not the racism, not the awfulness of stuff, because, yeah, that's not what we are. But... You know, why is it we're always on the sort of like backpedaling against like, yeah, you get like that, was it, is it Lawrence Fox and just dipshits like that going, oh yeah, woke, woke people are taking over and I can't say whatever I fucking want to say on the news or on Question Time. And you're just like, we well, fucking did say it. You invite, I'm not invited on Question Time. Obviously you have to be, you know, fucking rich actor to be invited on there. Yeah, no, I mean or like Melanie the, the, or something. The, the, the irony of like, you know, people like Melanie Phillips, yeah. Lawrence Fox, even like to an extent, Pierce Morgan, and for a while, yeah. Jeremy all Clarkson fucking TV was shows constantly saying like, yeah, all, all, you know, quite happily sitting at the top of the superstructure. Yeah. And like, oh no, we're being silenced. Who the fuck <laughs> is silencing you? How are you managing to get on a national platform yeah. and saying, I'm being silenced? And nobody's pulling them up on that. I wonder if they that know this, is- like, but they just know they're doing a thing and it's like a bit of shtick. But I don't think they do because I listen to like Peter Hitchens when he's on this like, you know, talk radio shit show. I think he's on there once a week. And I do find him interesting, quite engaging. But he, yeah, will genuinely believe that he's being silenced and he's there on like one of the sort of biggest stations on national radio talking about it. He's <laughs> just like, mm. Pete, you're quite an intelligent guy. You're not that thick. Um, what, you know, what the hell are you talking about? It's, it, I don't know. It's um, I don't know if this is just talking points handed on down high, but I think, you know, a sort of manufacturing consent type argument or theory or like a Chomsky thing would be like, these people are so, yeah, the ideology of, yeah, the ruling ideology is so distilled to perfection, these people. They don't see mm. the incongruity there. Uh, and they completely believe what they're saying. That's why they're there. That's why you have articles and Dave. I mean, I have always thought about writing some right-wing trash and see if I can get it. Like, hey, I'm a young person that was part of the Corbyn movement, but now I know I think they're all woke bastards and see if I can get that like published in like the Times or something. Because I reckon, because that would be quite fun to see yeah, if you can do that, but then some people probably, maybe Charlie Kirk just thought, oh, I'll see if I can, it's a bit of a city grift type thing. I see him get some money just doing one thing and then you sort of fall into it. Cause go, <laughs> yeah, you did that. That's great. We'll buy you a fucking house. And you're like, so I just have to say everyone's shit apart from me now and then on the news. And you, I get this swimming pool. And, and then after last week's show, you know, um, with my debts, how could I say no? So I'm going out there saying, yeah, the woke liberal elite, they're trying to silence people like me, just ordinary Joes like me. Get up every day, 6am, go back to bed. No, yeah. All these people also, you know, they haven't, you know, when you look at these careers, yeah, people like Melanie Phillips, people like Hitchens, that they, they haven't fucking worked for decades. Like, they don't want to do anything. So, and they're always like the tribunes of the ordinary working man and woman. It's like, have you like ever worked? <laughs> they sort of would see that, like Nick Ferrari, where he's like, berating people going, you know, you just, I know that you like the furlough money, 
uh, and you want to stay at home sort of and get up at 10 o'clock in the morning. But, you know, how's the country going to get back to, you know, the engine of the economy start opening up again? It's like, hang on, Nick, you work three hours a day. What the fuck are you talking about? You go, go work in Tesco warehouse. Yeah, what, what, what are you fucking contributing? Yeah. It's like, no, no, but he generally thinks he does. Um, and he's doing a you know, proper public service. Uh, you know, if, if people tell you you're great and you're giving loads of money for something, you probably do start to believe it. I would. Um, pro- actually, I probably wouldn't because they have to self. <laughs> I probably think I was a twat. You know, but um, no, no, seriously, I mean, you know. Um, anyway, uh, uh, so Lee, you are you thinking Trump will win on? It's just we can finish with our. Um, like, I we we will we will do a a special. He's in the run up to it. Um, Another special. You know, oh, good. Yeah, and yeah, we'll we'll every every week special, Pete. Uh, you just need to uh, remember that. What, what was the thing I said? So I don't have to remember by listening back. That we use as the title. Oh yeah, every day. <laughs> oh, every, every day the RNC. Yeah. Oh yeah, every day the RNC. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Or something. Uh, awesome. So, uh, EDNN Podcast One, or me. Just follow me, actually, at Kennedy121. Actually, if anyone can, if you follow me and you look at my profile picture, I upload a new profile picture. If anyone can explain to me why it's coming out distorted, that'd be fabulous. <laughs> so, um, so Pete's perpetual search for tech help. Yeah. And uh, at, is it Lee H. Bennett? Yeah. What's the H stand for? That could be next. Oh, that could wait. Wait, wait, wait. Keep that as a cliffhanger for the next episode. <laughs> Will we find out what the H for? Hugo. Lee Hugo Bennett. Hugo. I bet it's something Jesus. like that. You went to like boarding school. Lee right. um, Horton Bennett or something. <laughs> Lee Horatio Bennett. Yeah, you, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, our, our sort of parent generation—they're from like a bit of a different, older mindset of, yeah, maybe your parents big fan of like Horatio Nelson. Um. Well, I'll give you a clue. It's my dad's first name, so I don't know. And he listens to the podcast, so well, Horatio, it's oh. good to have you on board. <laughs> uh, it's good that you're listening. Um, thank you for that. Uh, if you want to go. In case you want to donate <laughs> at www.buymeacoffee.com uh, forward slash EDNN podcast. Um, I know uh, like Lee's too proud to ask for money. Pop it in there. No one else asks. Quite, no one knows where it comes from. So, um, and the rest of you fucking cheap. I was about to say the C word there. Yeah, you <laughs> I'll let you bleep that or not. No, I'm not fucking bleeping it. You know, if there's ever a reason I, I can oh, point to that, yeah. like why people don't give don't money give to us, I just, just chat shit for an hour yeah. a week. Then I'll say it's because yeah, you call you know, them. them. I'm at the point where it's like, first it was like, well, you know, whatever. Yeah, we've got to build up some content, a bit of a back catalogue. Then I was like, well, yeah, maybe it's not good enough. Then I'm like, oh, they could just fucking pay up, couldn't they? But you know, don't worry. <laughs> Me and Lee, well, you know, Two, two men with both our own issues, and and uh, yeah, we just sort of live off pot noodles. And Lee works his his ass off, you know, nine to five. I don't, but Lee does. Um, you can put notes saying this. I just want to fund this money to go to Lee. Um, and yeah, then he edits this in his free time. You just sit down, you know, give it come in your ears. Don't think about it again. Oh, look forward to the next one. Don't want to fund it, though. I'll just enjoy. Don't have to contribute. Fucking sponges, a lot of you. Well, you know, this this modern life, hey? Hey? No, I'm only joking. Anyway. Uh, we love the audience, and... Uh, yeah. Oh, if you have any questions, send us in a question. If, you, if you've got any fucking questions, you can... I'm just... I'm putting my middle finger out. If you've got any questions, you can fucking... That's your answer. Fucking knuckle sandwich, you cheap bastards. <laughs> <laughs> that knuckle sandwich is a great... I, that, I just want to use that more. <laughs> feed you a knuckle sandwich, you fucking... All right. Actually, yeah. yeah Pete, stop. Now. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'll just time. start a ramble now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you go, you go there and then flow out, and I'll just be like, right, got the- everyone can we'll just continue that's what at one point it'd be good to do like a live show where it's just like you, know, you could come in and out when you fancy it this is just basically you talking yeah be like, yeah it's like be, rambles yeah uh, but yeah we should actually yeah we should do that we should try and do a live show like a twitch stream or facebook live or something well you know conveniently we have a youtube channel where you can do live can you if you do yeah. Like, oh yeah <laughs> that's, that's technology isn't it wow what a world we live in um, also, the login details to the YouTube thing are the same login details for all the other accounts. Oh, which, is, which is EDN <laughs> podcast. <laughs> password FUC. No. Um, who else have we got to offend? Uh, didn't offend the Welsh or the Scottish this week? No, no, didn't. didn't no, you got the Scots in a little bit. That's about uh, a little bit, not as much as I would have hoped for. This almost was like a proper decent conversation of <laughs> trashed it at the end. Um, oh, well. All right. Well, anyway, thank you for listening and say goodbye, Pete. Good night. Or Cheers. Bye. morning or afternoon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>